I therefore declare that the voting on the two motions that we've discussed today is open. Hi, and welcome to the second special members episode of Forest of the Future. As you might know from yesterday, this week we will be providing you with daily digest of FSC International's General Assembly 2021. In this short podcast format, we will give you a recap of what happened on the second day of the first ever virtual General Assembly of FSC, and we will give you an overview of the topics covered in side meetings, which we also thought would be relevant for you to know about. But let's start with the recap. Once again, we're lucky enough to have our CEO, Kim Carstensen, give us his highlights of the day. This was very much a day of governance discussions. So discussions about how FSC can best involve its members, engage its members in decision making and discussion. So we had discussion about several motions that were about that and a lot of opinion given. It's not a small or easy thing to just change that. But I thought we had some very good discussion and I was really happy to see the engagement of the members in that topic. The second thing I would mention is that we had a side meeting today about a topic that I think is crucially important for the organization, which is supply chain integrity and what we have done with a motion that was approved in 2017 to implement it. This came on a day when an NGO called EarthSight had sent an open letter to the board criticizing our work on supply chain integrity. And I thought that the discussion there and the demonstration of what we're actually doing was quite a convincing response to the criticism that we're facing. Let's just quickly hear what our Chief Systems Integrity Officer, Mark Jessel, said at the meeting today. I think it's quite important for us not to overblow the impact of this dynamic. The thesis is that because there is a commercial relationship between certificate holders and certifying bodies, that it could somehow impact on the integrity. In the overwhelming majority of cases, certifying bodies rely on integrity as being part and parcel of their business model. I work for a certifying body myself for years. It would be inconceivable to forego integrity for the sake of commercial benefit. Having said that, we are aware that in certain parts of the world and in certain instances, there are issues and there are particular relationships within certifying bodies that need attention. We are monitoring, we are certainly looking at different models that exist around the world. We don't feel that there is any particular need for us to rush into changing the model that fundamentally works. Where there are instances of it not working, we address it through our risk-based interventions approach. And then let's get back to Kim's final and third highlight of the day. The third thing I would mention is that we saw today that three motions that had been proposed for discussion and voting actually got postponed by their proposers with the reason that members had signaled to them that they thought we need more discussion about this topic. And I was interested in and positive, actually, to see that members are in that way, not just saying, ah, yes or no, but actually wanting to shape the details of what we are discussing and voting on. I think it shows a maturity in the membership that we're not just going to approve whatever gets put in front of us. We had another very interesting site meeting today, which was about whether or not to start what we call a learning project about genetic engineering in forestry. There are many people in the organization who are strongly against doing anything with genetic engineering. Others are more open to it and more positive. 
I thought the discussion today showed that the membership is divided, of course, but at the same time interested in actually understanding what is it that we could learn from engaging in that conversation. So I don't know where it's going to go, but I thought the discussion was good and I, I thought that the membership showed a, an interest in learning, which I believe is enormously important because we don't know much about genetic engineering. It's never been part of what we do and it will still not ever be part of what FSC is as an organization in terms of the certified material, etc. This is only about things that happen outside of certification. This is a, a discussion that has been started by the board a couple of years back. They set up what's called the Sustainable Intensification Advisory Group. Group, and they've asked that group to come with advice to the board about what could be done in terms of promoting a discussion on sustainable intensification. That's not just about GE, it's also about, you could say, normal forestry, plantations, etc., and very much about how we can create shared value from that. How can we make more wood in the world? which the world will need without needing more land, because we need to make more land available for protection in terms of climate change, in terms of biodiversity. So how's that going to be possible? GE is one part of that discussion, but there are many other parts. And I think we had some good side events, actually one yesterday and one today about those topics. And what will be the process in that discussion from here on? Because that's not one of the motions. The process will be that the Sustainable Intensification Advisory Group will think more about this. It will look more at the proposals that have been developed, and then it will provide advice to the board in terms of should we start a learning project? Should we take other initiatives? What is the thing that we could do in 2022 onwards? So that was today. That what was about tomorrow? What should we be looking out for tomorrow? I am really looking forward to tomorrow because I think tomorrow is going to be a day that is very much about looking forward for the organization. We will have discussions about motions on climate change, which is going to be extremely important for us going forward. We'll have a discussion about FSE on the map. So how can we move forward to actually get more maps of FSE certified areas and using the tool of maps to actually understand much more about what happens in those forests. We will also have a side event about what have we learned about remote audits over the past two years when we've had to do that. So it's very much about technology. It's very much about relevance for the organization for important agendas. A second thing I think is very interesting is that we will hear from the FSC Indigenous Foundation who are having a side event tomorrow about what is the role of Indigenous peoples in terms of protecting Mother Earth? How can they work with FSC and how can FSC be a tool for them? I really look forward to that as well. Sounds like an interesting day coming up tomorrow as well. I think it will be very, very exciting and I think it will teach us a lot about what are the opportunities and tasks obligations, you could even say, for FSG going forward. Thank you very much for your time again today, and we'll yeah. talk more tomorrow. You're so welcome. Before we wrap up today's update, here is an overview of the interesting side meetings that also took place today. Kim just spoke to two of them, but let's just do a full recap so we all have all of the content. As Kim mentioned, we talked about system integrity in FSC, but we also covered the use of Earth observation in GIS in FSC. There was also vivid discussion about genetically engineered species and how we might learn more about them. But let's start first with FSC system integrity. At the General Assembly in Vancouver in 2017, Members raised concerns about the integrity of the FSC system and they passed a motion called Motion 61 which mandated FSC to conduct an independent study of the credibility threats of the FSC system 
and the potential solutions. As a result of the study, the FSC organization has worked on implementing a set of priority principles and actions. During the site meeting, the FSC system integrity team presented how FSC is transitioning from a reactive to a proactive approach towards verification of products carrying the FSC logo. The first step towards this was an increased fight against false claims through both more manpower and improved systems. However, to address the actual root of the issue, FSC is piloting how we can use compliance-based tax solutions like blockchain. This is a pilot currently running and the first phase will conclude in November 2021, after which a full rollout is envisioned. FSC will also be piloting ways of using wood identity technology systematically in certain supply chains. Throughout the event, the FSC Systems Integrity team sought to demonstrate how the Motion 61 from Vancouver in 2017 to a large extent has informed the system integrity plans for the future. During the second meeting of the day, FSC's strategy for Earth observation and the use of GIS was presented. At the meeting, different uses of GIS was showcased, like mapping, analytics, monitoring and evaluation, and impact measurement, amongst others. The aim was to present how technology could be used to analyze and communicate the benefits of FSC certification. The meeting also included a discussion of the potential risks and benefits of requiring mandatory submission of detailed maps of the FSC-certified forest areas. Such a requirement for mandatory shapefiles is the core focus of one of the motions of the week, Motion 61. If you're interested in learning more about this motion, it was actually covered in length in episode 28 of this podcast, which was released just last week. The third site meeting of the day vented into the discussions of genetically engineered species. Today, genetic engineering is not allowed in FSC-certified forest or in FSC-certified products, and FSC has no intention of changing this ban. However, companies certified to FSC are allowed to research genetic engineering outside their FSC-certified operations under specific. Today's meeting was an invitation from the FSC Board of Directors to members to let their voices be heard on the topic. Genetic engineering is a controversial topic and FSC lacks sufficient knowledge. The FSC board is therefore considering opening a learning project where FSC companies can apply for extended field research outside FSC certified areas. And this still naturally would have to be in compliance with the requirements of the FSC policy for association. The learning project would be conducted under strict safeguards and under the supervision of a group of experts trusted by all three chambers under FSC, with regular reporting to the FSC board and to the FSC members. After the learning project, which is anticipated to last three to five years, FSC would compile the learnings of the project and present them to the membership. This can then be used to have an informed discussion and decision at the General Assembly in 2025 or 2026 on whether to revise FSC's current rules on the use of GMOs outside FSC-certified areas in the policy of association or not. There's no consideration of changing the principles and criteria on genetic engineering and hence no outlooks to GMOs being allowed within certified areas. The topic is a rather complex one, and FSC therefore counts on the advice of its memberships to guide which direction to follow. 
During the last session of the day, the newly released implementation framework for the FSC Global Strategy was presented to members and stakeholders. This was in a pre-recorded session that can be viewed all week by members and of course also after the General Assembly. The aim of the implementation framework is to create a basis for greater accountability towards the strategy. And it also lays out which measurable indicators FSC has developed to report the progress against as we work to move towards the 2026 objective and the intended outcomes. It is the intention of FSC that by 2026, the value and benefits of forest stewardship are demonstrated in more than 300 million hectares of certified forests and that at least 50 million of these must be in tropical forests. So quite a lot of work ahead of us still and the implementation frameworks hints to how exactly it is or trying to get there. If you would like to dive deeper into one of these side meetings and follow the debate, you will find a link to the recording of them on ga.fsc.org. Or if you are a registered participant of the GA, it will have landed as direct links in the daily General Assembly update, which should have landed in your inbox already. Thank you for listening to today's update. We will return tomorrow with a digest of day three. Until then, take very good care of yourself. I am Laura Worm, and this was Forest for the Future.